So, Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 14. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's what I felt like reading in your hearing tonight. The good Lord will help us for just a little while. I'd like to preach to you about shine. There's lots of pretty things in this world, isn't there? You get a brand new vehicle and it's got a nice glossy finish on it. It looks pretty, don't it? We got some folks here at church that's car enthusiasts, and, and I know Roger's got a truck that he's restoring. And it may have had rust on it when he bought this part or that part. He's had to sand and repaint and bondo and all that, I'm sure, but when he gets it done, it'll shine. And it'll be pretty. But uh, a lot of times the things in this world that we see today it shines. Tomorrow their appearance will double. The new home that you bought just a year or two or five or ten years ago, and you were so proud of it, just within a few days or in a year or two, you'll look around and see things that needs to be repaired, things that need to be fixed, and their its shine is not as pretty as it once was. And so this is the Lord talking. This is Jesus. He said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So pray for us for just a little while. And we've got a duty. We've got an obligation. We're not our own anymore. Our sin debt was paid by Christ on Calvary. We belong to Him. And we've got an obligation to shine. And you may not understand what I'm talking about, and I'm not talking of, of bragging and boasting on ourselves or anything like that or, or like the... We read about the publicans that prayed in the New Testament and, and how they spoke a big abundant amount of eloquent words and things like that. And the Lord said that they outside they were beautiful, but inside they were full of dead men's bones. Yeah. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about shining for the Lord. I'm talking about being a light. This is the vilest, darkest, nastiest world that I've ever seen. 
in a world where men don't care for one another, where they'll pull a gun on you or they'll pull a knife on you and take every penny you've got, although it may just be a few dollars, they don't care. This is the darkest world that I've seen. And I'm sure you folks that are older than I am would say the same. If we ever needed to shine, it's today. Let's go back up to the 14th verse. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill. Listen now. Cannot. Cannot be hid. Verse 15, would a man light a candle and put it under a bushel? Well, he'd, he'd have it, and I can't quote it exactly, but he said he'd let it shine, put it up where it could shine light into all the house. And then the Lord says in verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Shine. The world says, be quiet. The world says, keep that Jesus to yourself. The world says, I don't want any of that religion. And the reason they say that is because what's in the lids of the King James Version Bible condemns them. It finds them short. It points out their sin and they're uncomfortable in the state that they're in. So they would rather have no religion, no God at all, as to think that I might be wrong. That I might have to face a judgment for what that I, where I'm at and what that I'm doing. And they need to know that there's somebody that loves them. They need to know that there's somebody that cares. Somebody that for, can forgive them. Somebody that can wash away their sins. And we living in this world today that's so dark and dreary and nasty and filthy and covered with sin with no ray of hope whatsoever. And the Bible said in verse 14, Ye are the light. Ye are the light. You are. You are the light. We're it. There's nothing else. There's nowhere else they can look to. You may have hope in your job. You may have hope in your health, in your strength within your own body. You may have hope in your name. You may have hope in your money. But all that will fade away. In time, it will lose its shine. But I'm telling you today, the world needs to know that the church loves them. They need to know that somebody cares. They need to know, have a reason to believe and know that there's hope in this day and age. And that hope is in Christ. Shine. Let your, ye are the light of the world. A city 
that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. Now, I'm just going to take my time for just a little while. Cannot be hid. Megan was relaying to me about somebody that went to a church and was uncomfortable because they shouted at that church. I know there are folks in Texas, I believe it was Austin, the mayor there tried to regulate that the, that the ministers in that city had to submit their sermons for approval before they could get up and preach them. They're trying to put a bushel over it. They're trying to say that love is something we don't need. That, that religion is something we don't need. That's just a bunch of scared. Science is trying to say, scientists are trying to, to say all the things that we read about the flood what didn't really occur. They're trying to say that God didn't speak the world into existence. They're trying to say there's no need for church in this day and age. And, and we hear people say all the time, I can live just as good in church as I can, out of church as I can in church. I, you may be able to do that, but I believe if you'll attend regular and put your whole heart, soul, and mind into it, you can live better when you're in church. Oh, we need to shine in this day and age. Now let's take a look at some folks that shine. Uh, remember that a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. You can't do away with it. They'll never govern it out. They'll never stop it out. They'll never, they'll never do away with all of us. It cannot be hid. Oh, now let's take a look at some folks. And we read, let's start with a little lady we preached about Sunday morning. She was a captain, a stranger in a strange land. She was far away from the little tabernacle where she went, no doubt. Far away from her family, her home, her church. And was down there and had no one else. She could have had a pity party. She could have felt sorry. She could have put a bushel over her line. But in a strange land, in a strange people that were God's enemies, she, she chose to shine. She said, if, if David would have just would be down there where the prophet is in Samaria, I know he'd be made whole. How did she know there'd never been a leper been healed before? How did she know that David could be healed in that day and age? Leprosy was something that people could get no relief from. They were shut. They were pushed aside. And David was a mighty man of order. But this little lady knew. She chose. She could have been quiet. She could have held a grudge because they had taken her out of her land. She could have been angry. She could have been upset. But in that instant, she chose to shine and give somebody in trouble some hope. We need to shine. Yeah. That may be a thing to this. I don't know. Remember Daniel and the three Hebrew children in much the same scenario. Captives in a strange land. Taken away from their people, from their temple, from their church, from their food. Asked to swallow stuff that would have defiled them. 
Preacher, that's Old Testament stuff. What's that got to do with us? Aren't we asked to swallow stuff all the time that would defile us? Don't mention that. that homosexuality stuff. People are just born that way. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that it's a stink in his nostrils. But you know what? Don't mention drunkenness. That's a disease. It's a sin. Let me just relate this to you. Those two things are sin. But that's not all. And what bothers Marty may not bother me. What bothers me may not, may not bother Marty. But all have sinned. Right. Your sin may just be a different sin than mine. And you know what? We all need forgiveness. Amen. When you see me... I'm about low as I can be. When I see you, and you can't take one more step, then is not the time to do this. Then is not the time. Don't that make you feel awful for somebody to point the finger at you? That's not the time to do that. Right then's the time to shine. Right then's the time. To speak love, to speak a ray of hope. Oh, shine. Let your light so shine among men that they may see what? Your, your cowardice, that they may see your ill will, that they may see you and your anger and your grudge that you're holding. What, what is that that they need to see? That they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Remember Daniel and the three Hebrew children. They were down there and they wanted to give them a portion of the king's meat and the king's wine and Daniel declined it, didn't he? And the three Hebrew children declined it. They said, no, give us pulse and water. We just need the plain old stuff. We don't need it doctored up in 2019. You don't need a brand new one of these. You don't need one that's easier to read. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask God to give to all men liberally and upright as not. This can still be understood in 2019 and this is how you understand it. Open it up. Fall on your knees and when you don't understand, pray and pray and pray and God will show you We're living in a day and age when if it don't come easy, folks don't want it. Shine. I don't know how many years Daniel and the three Hebrew children were captive, but in the years they were down there, they chose to shine. You know what happened to Daniel. I'm not going to go off to it. He was thrown into the lion's den. Did you read why he was thrown in? Because he chose to shine. They made a degree that men ought not to bring up any supplication to anybody except the king for 30 days. And you know what Daniel did? The same thing he did before they made a degree. He opened his windows toward Jerusalem. And he prayed. And men heard him praying. When's the last time you heard somebody 
Well, we hear them right here on the altar, don't we? But when's the last time you heard a neighbor say a prayer? When's the last time you were out in the hills and hollers and heard somebody praying? They may not have even known you were there, but you were shining. Oh, Daniel prayed just like he always did. And they locked him up over it, didn't they? They cast him into the den of lions. And the king spent all night and went down there the next morning and he cried out for Daniel, didn't he? Daniel didn't hold a grudge. Daniel wasn't angry, but Daniel chose to shine. You know what Daniel had to say? Oh, king, live forever. Oh, and you know what the king did as a result? Because Daniel chose to shine, because Daniel wished well for the king, because Daniel was steadfast and unmovable, because Daniel prayed his God just like he did anyway, in spite of a man's degree. Oh, the king said, there's no other God but the God of Daniel. He, 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 he wished the God of Daniel when people would trust in him. I'm telling you today, when you shine, it makes a difference. Preacher, how can I shine? I don't want to brag on myself. You don't have to. Oh, this is what the Lord said. He said, if, if we humble ourselves, He will exalt us in due time. And when He makes you to shine, nobody can refuse. Nobody can can say anything to the contrary when they see God's blessings on your life. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Good works. No man liveth to himself. No man dieth to himself. It's just human nature. We remember when people are good to us, don't we? And we remember when people are not. The three Hebrew children thrown in the burning fiery furnace. You remember why? Because they were much in the same predicament that we are in this day and age. The king said, when you hear the music, you need to just bow down and worship. They said, we'll not do that. And they threw him into the burning, fiery furnace. Had the best, the strongest men of Babylon take them up there and drop them off in the burning, fiery furnace. And the strongest men of Babylon died because of the heat alone. They never got into the fire. And the children of Israel were thrown off down into the fire. Bound. And King, I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar, God granted him the grace in a flame where just the heat alone killed the mightiest men of Babylon God granted the king the grace to walk up to the edge of the burning fiery furnace. If you notice, 
The heat didn't bother the king. You know why? Because God's grace was on him. God was granting him a vision. He looked off in there and said, Did we not cast three in there? For lo, I see four. And the fourth is like to the Son of Man. When you choose to shine, somebody will be there to shine with you. Notice how I said that. When you choose to shine. You know what Joshua told his people? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a daily choice. Because if Satan throws something at you today and it don't work, you'll have something bigger and better tomorrow. He don't give up. I would that our Christians had the work ethic that Satan does. Because he don't give up. He don't ever miss a church service. He don't ever miss an opportunity where two people are together to cause confusion. He don't ever miss a time. He's there every time you get down to pray. He don't slack on his job whatsoever. He's there when the world is not going your way and the ball's not bouncing in your direction to put his heel on you and stop you down a little farther. He don't give up. He don't give in. He don't quit. And that's why it's absolutely necessary in this day and age that we shine because the world Another Savior. Let's go to the New Testament. I know I'm not jumping benches, but the Lord's helping me. And there stands Stephen. Can you imagine how Stephen felt? There was folks he had went to church with. Men in the church of great authority. They were denying his Savior. He had to stand and preach and tell them. He went right down through the Old Testament. And when he finally got right down near the end of his talk... He said, which of the prophets is your father's not persecuted? He's stiff-necked, always resisting the Holy Ghost. Don't you think it broke? Now let me tell you something about being a preacher, particularly about being a pastor. It's not easy. And when the Lord gives you something or another that you know is not going to sit well, or Satan will tell you it won't, but if you'll preach exactly what the Lord wants you to preach, He'll put it right where it needs to go and everything will work out perfect. But when you've got to preach something a little difficult to address, a little hard for folks to take, Satan fights God's men with that. And he'll, he'll tell them, you shouldn't say that, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you just need to keep your mouth shut. 
Uh, don't you think Stephen fought that battle? Don't you think Stephen standing there and there stood Saul, a man of great authority, and, and he stood with his arms crossed and considered unto Stephen's death. And Stephen in that instant, he could have went with the crowd. He could have went with his people. He could have went with the religious leaders of that time. And he could have sat down and he could have kept his mouth shut. But in that instant, he chose to shine. It's not always easy to shine. It's not always easy to let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works. I'm telling you what, good works go against the flesh, don't they? We have to bite our tongue and keep our mouth shut sometimes to shine. But if we'll do God's will and love everybody, I believe the Bible said when a man pleaseth the Lord, it maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. I'm telling you today, it's about time that we do our best to please the Lord in all situations because this world needs us to shine. I guess I've told this. You folks my age and a little older, you remember several years ago as you went into Morristown, the old way. It used to be an electronics store. It's where Pandan World is now. It's called L and M Electronics. And it sat right there and Dad, worked on TVs when they still had the tubes in it. And he would go in there and he'd buy parts. This part or that part, this tube, that tube, this transistor, whatever. And there was a younger man in there. He was tall and he was thin and it didn't matter whether you went into the morning, the afternoon or the evening, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, no matter what day you went in, he always had a great big smile on his face. Dad asked him one day, he said, why are you smiling? He said, I've got a reason to smile. He didn't say nothing about the Lord. He didn't quote scripture. He didn't pull or tug or condemn. He shined. can too. Stephen chose to shine. Now let's take a look back for just a second. The little maid in a strange land captive. The three Hebrew children and Daniel in a strange land captive. We could go on and we could name others. Stephen stood against people he had looked up to probably all his life, the religious crowd. It's not always easy to shine. God will bless you. The preacher, they stoned Stephen, didn't they? Yes, they did. He chose to shine, and they stoned him. This is what the scripture says. 
Blessed are they that are asleep in the Lord, for yea, though they rest from their labors, their works do follow them. I was at the funeral of a man today. Y'all be following. Because I know when I was a sinner, he prayed for me. Can't you just see Stephen? When the Lord comes back and the dead in Christ rise first, it says we'll sing a song the angels can't sing, and we'll march down the streets of glory and through the gates of pearl, and you can see Stephen. And then behind him, you can see a man that used to be called Saul. It pays to shine. It pays to shine. Had Stephen chosen not to shine, Saul might not have ever been under conviction. Had Stephen chosen not to shine, to keep his mouth shut, and how often does Satan tell us that? He'll say nobody wants to hear you. He'll say, you just say the same old thing over and over. He'll say, they'll laugh at you. He'll say, people get tired of that. When you humble your heart, and that little voice inside of you says to talk, and that fear's on the inside, you better shine. You better let that go. Let me tell you what happens when you shine. You don't ever point the finger this way. You don't ever point to self and say, look what I've done. When you choose to shine, you point the finger that way and tell what God's done. When you choose to shine, you point the finger that way and tell how blessed you've been because God had mercy on you. When you choose to shine, you, you, you point the finger at that way and you tell how good it is to be a part of a wonderful church that has the spirit and power of God in it. When you choose to shine, you talk about the Lord and all that He's done for you, His mercy, His grace, and His goodness that endureth forever. Choose, praise the Lord, to shine. go one more and I'll hush. John said I looked and there was a lamb that has been slain from the foundation of the world. And the angels and the 24 beasts rejoiced and said worthy is the lamb. He came to his own, and his own received him not, but to as many as received him to them he gave him power to become the sons of God. He left heaven and was spit on and was beaten and was mocked. And I laid my sins on him. You laid your sins on him. He carried them up Calvary's hill. He could have called a legion of angels, but he chose to shine.
They nailed him to a cross. They put the crown of thorns on his head. He said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost and Satan said, I've got him. It's over with now. That's the end of that. The Roman government said he'll not stir up any more trouble. Capius the high priest said, I'll do what I want to now. He'll not be around to, to, to argue with me. He'll not be around to contradict my teachings anymore. And they spoke themselves on the breast. But on the third and appointed morning, didn't he shine? Amen. Oh, didn't he come Amen. up out of there? Oh, didn't he come through for me and you? Didn't he shine so that sinners like you and I could be redeemed? How wonderful it is to be able just for an instant to shine and lift up his name and praise him because he shined for you and me. Let your light so shine among men. Back I've often preached about this little word in John 14 and 1 it starts, it's the first word of the verse and it's the first word in this verse let are you going to let the Lord use you today now I'll just tell you we were in the funeral today came over here this afternoon but I've had to deal with some things today that were unpleasant in my life. And I just almost, John, let that keep me from shining. I just almost let that get the best of me. You're human just like I am. get things here and I just can't get rid of them and I think well what if this and what if that and I almost let let not your heart be troubled I almost let that keep me from shining but this verse says let your light so shine I could have dwelled on that. I could have been bitter. I could have been angry. And I have to pray that God help me with stuff like that. But if I really humble my heart and look beyond here, look beyond today, easy to shine. Let your light. We had a wonderful service here Sunday night. People I had never heard testify testified Sunday night. You know what you were doing in that instant? You were letting your light shine. Let your light Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church. Here we are collectively in just a minute.
walk out the door. But when I'm outside that door, and I'm at 3020 Oliver Street, they're still a part of Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church. When I go down to 201 West Upham Valley Road in Jefferson City, there's a little part of Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church down there. Ronnie won't be there because he don't work there. Marty don't work there, so he won't be there. So if somebody from Dutch Bottoms is going to shine down at 201 West Upham Valley Road, Jefferson City, that has to be me. It's going to be somebody from Dutch Bottoms. Let your light so shine among men. There's nowhere I'd rather be than to be right here around the altar of the house of God. The power of God just fall and everybody be blessed. And I've got a wall on this side, a wall on that side, a wall in the front. Wall in the back. There are folks that will never walk through that door back there. So if they're going to see a little light shine, this little light of mine has to be me. Let your light so shine among me. Now, I worked with a person once, and you've probably been around these kind of folks too. Spend a lot of time doing this. And telling folks how wrong they were, how deep in sin they were, how they were going to burn. Pointing their fingers at other folks. And I hope they had a light that if they did, it was awful dark. Must have had a great big bushel. Let your light so shine. Now let me get back here for just a minute. I'll pass you in just a second. Verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Men. I'm afraid there's been a time or two I just put a bushel right down over mine. Not always been the best light to my wife and my kids. We've got a responsibility. Our house needs light, don't it? And if I choose to shine, I can't do it any other way but do it on my heart. Here's couples we married many years. The worst couples been married many years. It's a lot easier to get along when you choose to shine, ain't it? Amen. We've got an obligation. Christian, you've got an obligation. You don't believe me? Look at this. To maintain family and secret devotions, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintance.
acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, to abstain from the sale of and use of intoxicating drinks as a beverage, to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. There's only one way we can cover all of that. I can point out specific examples since I've been right here at Dutch Bottoms of people that chose to shine. And they shined to me. I had nothing to give them in return, but they chose to shine. You have people like that in your life. Oh, when somebody treats you that well, it makes you want to shine, don't it? Let your light so shine among men that they may see what are people seeing when they look at me. Good work. What are people seeing when they look at you? That they may see your good works and glorify the Father, which is in heaven. You know why we get a bad rap? Why we've got a bad reputation? They say we believe you can make a trip to the Isles and everything's all right. No, we don't believe that. We believe there's a radical and essential difference between the righteous and the wicked. We believe whenever you get saved, it makes such a difference that it makes you want to do things you would have never done otherwise. And it makes you not want to do things that you know will keep you from shining. Amen. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Who saved you? Who sent his son so that you wouldn't be burned? Don't you think it's about time that we're shining so that he can get some honor and some glory? Shine.